sitting in here. Hello and Merry Christmas. Welcome to Trash Talk, the festive edition. We hope you're having a fantastic Christmas Eve. And my man Pete Hawley, what a, what a fantastic way to spend your Christmas Eve sitting across the desk from me. Well, Merry Christmas, mate. Merry Christmas to all our listeners and viewers. And we've got a, a nice little Christmas edition for everybody. What are we doing? Before we start, you know I'm quite active on Instagram. I love posting that yep. sort of stuff. But something made me physically ill. Did it? During the week. And can't, it was a post that going. you made. Yep. Now, I understand that you, you've got to do your promotional sort of stuff, but how long have you been in the caper of TV-based work with the NBL commentary yeah. and that sort of stuff? Let me preface this by saying, I know where you're going with this. So, <laughs> I actually have a text message from our uh, creative editor and he said, sorry, mate, I had to Photoshop it. We will get Felix back. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm really thankful and I will put the text up. For those playing via podcast... Pete Hooley has posted a shop. Thanks to Shaver Shop for giving him a shaver or whatever oh, they've given you. Give me you. some plugs for more. And by the looks of that beard, you should actually there use it, it. Have a look at that. You know you can actually use it instead of just posing for a photo. Your beard is terribly lined up right now. Merry Christmas, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> putting it as. So the, the premise of the post was when I'm on TV. You've been on TV for less than what? Four months? Uh, that wasn't actually in the caption. If you go to my when page, I'm on you will TV. see that that wasn't on the caption and it's been doctored. But You hey, know you can check edited it, posts. If it makes Felix feel good about himself, it was Photoshop. But hey, thank you, Shaver Shop AU, and uh, hopefully I get on. Look me in the eyes, not down the barrel. I like the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> jumping into the Christmas wish list. We are on a Christmas theme for this week's podcast. So we're going to jump into each team, one through nine, I believe it is. I almost said eight. So you're getting used to That's the Phoenix nine. being here. That's nine. On what we believe they most want for their Christmas present. We'll also get into were they the Grinch, Naughty and Nice, and the NBL Christmas tree. But first, we'll start off with the lowly Illawarra Hawks. Oh. Now, if you have listened to the last couple of episodes, you'd know exactly where I'm going to go with this. Okay. I'm saying the Illawarra Hawks, the best gift they can receive is a free return policy <laughs> on the two imports they have just signed. You weren't happy with them, were you? No, I'm not happy with them. Shockers. Send them back. Well, they didn't look good in their first game, but we just hope that they can kind of get things. Oh, we hope. Otherwise, that warranty and that returns policy is going to have to come in handy. That hopefully is sitting under the Illawarra. So you Christmas started tree. off with a bang in your Christmas wish list. No, unfortunately, that's not a bang compared to what's coming. Oh, really? <laughs> well, my for the Hawks was is around the similar type of thing. So if they can take yours into play with the returns policy, they can sign. The only thing that will save them was Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Did you that's just their wish list? You just re-gift my gift well, on no, top of yours. They can use both. So they return them and then they bring in Kobe Bryant to save the year. Would what sort of impact would Kobe have on the league? Let's say Kobe in his prime, what are you putting him at scoring-wise? Prime. In his prime. One of the best scorers of all time. You've got to remember, smaller court, no defensive three seconds. It's towards 50. Towards 50? I'm saying I'm, I'm saying he averages 46. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But it's a 40-minute game too, but he'll still get him up, obviously, as well. That would be an incredible thing. Even now, out of retirement. Don't worry about prime. No, 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 no. Not this, averaging This far out of retirement. But he'd still come in and do damage. He'd go all right. Jumping over to the breakers, one of my favorite teams so far, and they will feature heavily in this podcast in the segments to come. But for me, the best Christmas present they could receive is a media ban from anyone talking about the breakers. Because what I will talk about in my naughty and nice list, they don't seem to like anybody talking about the breakers. 
And they don't do a good job of keeping themselves out of the headlines as it is. So I don't want to touch too much on it if you're going to bring it up in naughty or nice in yours. So do you want me to just hit you with mine? Or? Yeah, hit me. Okay, so my Christmas wish list for the New Zealand Breakers is a nice time machine. <laughs> Let's go back about eight to ten years when everything was beautiful. They were a really good culture. They were winning, all of that kind of stuff. And let's just restart from there. That's my wish list. I'm sure a few people would agree. How far do we go back there? Are we going back to the previous ownership group? We're going 2010. Oh, like I want to go right before they had all the success so they can all relive it again back with the Mika, CJ, CJ Bruton, all those kind of guys. CJ Bruton, that is a throwback. That is a throwback. Currently coaching with the Bullets, doing a great job there. We'll jump over to who have you got? For the Brisbane Bullets, who we just spoke of. The wish list for the for the Brisbane Bullets is to have twin skill sets count as one import. Because <laughs> EJ Singler, Taylor Braun, same player. So that only counts as one import and they can sign another one. That's Look, all the talk's been about. They're the same player. Well, for me, I've got uh, my, my gift for them is Cam Glidden when he was with the Taipans in that sort of oh. form. But I'm also totally open to allowing the Illawarra Hawks to re-gift that double import return policy. Oh, Because Braun and Singler can get on a flight back home with that same policy. So you're, it, there's not a, like a, a 10-day returns policy. It can be a four-month. No, no, no. If you're re-gifting it, the warranty's unlimited. The warranty's unlimited. So you want them unlimited gone as warranty. Well. That's a good one, though. I'd love to see uh, a Cam Glidden. Can, Can, circa Cairns Taipans Cam Glidden. Circa Cairns Taipans Cam Glidden. And I think, I think we're going to get it next year. Like I, I cannot see him remaining in that Brisbane Bullets lineup. Well, Even though he's contracted for another year, I think there's going to be some sort of mutual agreement there where they terminate that and he ends up somewhere else. I don't know about mutual. I don't think he's been. I think he's getting paid quite nicely, so I don't know how that'll work. Yeah, you never know though. Yeah. Sometimes you just want to play, and you would you would imagine that he's not too happy with how everything's for going sure. at the moment. And then if there's another franchise, then maybe. He's one of their players. Oh, are you hinting at something? Or well, they just came out like a couple of weeks ago <laughs> saying that Tassie's pretty much locked in. And I'm actually speaking about it later. The Taipans. I'm going with private ownership. Oh. If they get private ownership, then they are finally able to afford to hold on to Scott Machado. I like it. They can hold on to DJ Newbill, Cam Oliver, through that private ownership model. Because right now, the community stuff, it's cool. It's worked for a long time. Look, Aaron Fern took him to the finals under that model. But private ownership can allow you to take advantage of this coaching staff you've got right now that is seriously talented. I really like that, actually. And I wasn't expecting oh, you to go like, down that seriously? part. And mine is for all their games to finish at the five-minute mark of the fourth quarter. Because <laughs> <laughs> normally they're leading around then and they just can't close a few of them. Well, they'd, what be, happened? they'd be winning a lot of games. It changed from the start of the year when the Taipans literally could not finish a second half. And they appear to have got over that now. Well, yeah. To an extent. And now they just can't finish the last quarter. It's the la- like they, There is no way a couple of weeks ago they should have lost that game to the Phoenix. No, Mind that you, was the John one. Robeson, unbelievable, but they should not have lost. There's a lot of games they shouldn't have lost. 21 now. points in six minutes for Robeson in that one. One of the best performances, uh, the best performance of the year. 100%. So yeah, before. without a doubt. So far, the 36ers. No, actually, we'll jump on the Phoenix first. Well, yeah, the John Robeson segue. Right? pretty quick there. <laughs> the John Robeson segue. I'm going to say that the Adelaide, for the, the gift for the Phoenix is that the Adelaide 36ers need to start losing games. Oh, you think they're, they're playing really good so basketball? So the, the Phoenix are being awarded the downfall of the Adelaide 36ers because they are playing a really good basketball right now, being led by Jerome Randall. But this is your gift for the Phoenix. My gift for the Phoenix is the downfall of Adelaide. My gift for the Phoenix is they wake up on Christmas Day and John Robeson has been secretly naturalized. <laughs> when he first said that, I heard neutralized, and I was like, <laughs> that's a bit aggressive. No, naturalized, and he is in a citizen, and they can get a couple more players around him. And then they're set for a real good little dynasty if, run. If he was a citizen... Would Southeast Melbourne have the finances to hold on to him? Or is he going across the road? Because that's the Ooh. issue here. Well, Because that could come into play. And I'm not over the, the tax returns of the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, but I just know how much money that Melbourne United throw around. 
So we could run into some problems there for Southeast Melbourne because if they want to, do they want to play for the what is right now the big team in town? They have a couple of years though, I believe, of like a luxury, uh, luxury tax kind of break. Like they don't have to do anything for a couple of years as a new franchise, so they'll be all right in how much they want to spend. It's just their owner is. Nah, he's alright. He's he's doing pretty. He's got some deep Remy shouter on. <laughs> yeah, if you just want to throw your mic pack around Sorry. the room, that's fine. Merry Christmas. The Adelaide 36ers. Now they've just signed Jeff Van Groningen as their General head manager. of basketball GM. Yeah, These positions like seem that, to yeah. seem to come and go as quick as they arrive. But he's had some success. He had success in Brisbane with a big budget. Yep. He had success in Sydney, and we'll say success. Look, they, uh, an injury to Jerome Randall at the end of the year hurt them a lot. Yeah. He's had success when he has the money to play with. He's a great recruiter. So my gift for the Adelaide 36ers is an increased budget. I'm not sure where that comes from, a sponsor or whatever it is, but if you can allow Jeff Van Groningen to work with the right amount of money, he's proved and it, it does sound stupid saying, oh, you give this guy the right, right amount of money, a whole lot of money, he'll be able yeah, to put a team together because right. you think that anyone could do that, but not necessarily. There's a lot more that goes into it. I think Van Groningen's the right type of guy if you have the money. You lock down Joey on a long-term deal, and you somehow find some money that's growing on trees out in Adelaide. I don't know. Work out a way to turn heat into money. Well, I think they do that. I that's a good that's one, no. actually called solar, electric, solar electricity. Solar they do power. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. Mine is for, for Joey Wright, near their Christmas wish list, to get a, a free Joey Wright flag. So this is, he gets very frustrated in games and has to keep it down because they know that he likes to get a bit animated. But if he had a little flag in his back pocket, he can just throw on the court and it, for the next minute, he can do whatever, say whatever he wants. Because he has so much tension that he wants to let loose, which he tries to hide in press conferences. Oh, not even that hide that rel. But just let Joey loose for one minute a game. That'd be great viewing. And it would help the team. And that's, as long as he's mic'd up, yeah, I'm, 100, I'm 100% all for that if Joey is mic'd up. Now, a big one for you. Melbourne United. Now, a lot of people are going to talk and I assume you're going to go down the crazy Casey Prather crazy. route. <laughs> crazy Prather. But I'm going to go with fire Pete Hawley. Oh, Nice. Is Get that really out of there. That is what you, you are. Down. Oh, wow. You are, because right now I'm not getting enough of you on the United Scoops. Because I don't tell you. Import action? First off. I had to go out myself and find this Stanton Kid news. Yeah. When you're on the inner sanctum, right. Pete, I want you to be the resident snitch right. for and Melbourne I, United, and I'm getting donuts. That's fair enough. I tell you everything that I hear, and I didn't gone, gone in a couple of days, and you happened to be <laughs> best mates with the guy who just played with Stanton Kid, so it was a lot easier for that to come about. <laughs> So uh, snitch. I hope your wish list on that doesn't come true and I don't get fired, but I did go down the crazy pay the path. <laughs> <laughs> um, a preseason Casey Prather. We called his games. He was terrific. He, he looked was great. in great shape. He was playing really good basketball. Melbourne United could have used him all year. If he was fresh, what we saw, in best shape of his life and it just started to break down. So that would be the wish list for them. What is it? Look, it, it is a bit of a tough position there. And I, I look down to the Wildcats on the next one. Yep. And I'm going Prather returns. Oh, <laughs> I'm going Prather doesn't just return to United, but he goes to the Wildcats. Dario Hunt for me just isn't getting it done. And I just looked at how exciting those Wildcats. I mean, and not necessarily does he fit within that roster, but and it is sort of I'm paying homage to Casey Prather here with this one because how good he was with the Wildcats. Yeah. Or him He's, and Bryce in that grand final him series. Him and Bryce in that grand final series was unbelievable. Peak Casey Prather was when he was uninjured and healthy in that Wildcats lineup. And then he got to Melbourne. He had the he only had the one injury throughout the year. I think it was about six, seven weeks that he missed. Yep. I like it. I, I enjoyed watching him play when he played with Bryce Cotton. Mine is for Perth, their wish list to have all home games. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of trouble. They don't like to travel. There's a lot being said when they lose. 
But if they had all home games, I'm sure they'd probably go close. If they had all home games, they would barely lose a game all year. Yeah, 100%. They knew they were there every single week. And the people who are going to comment on this saying, oh, they've already lost a couple home games, that, they've been traveling already. Let's yeah. go with it. If they had all home games, they'd be. And they had a tough schedule yeah. to start. They've yeah. only got single games from now. So their double header weekends are done. Yeah. Which is a huge advantage when you talk about when you have a team that well, has. You've such got them a, finishing top. I've got them finishing top. Yeah. When you have a team that has such a load like Perth do on Bryce Cotton. Yeah. To just have those single games is a huge advantage. He said that after a couple of weeks ago, his doubleheader, the second one, they just got over the line. Yeah. He was like, man, I'm gassed. Yeah, as cooked. you would be. Yeah. And and we ran into issues last year when he was gassed and yeah. we saw how the Perth Wildcats reacted to it and then when he regained his composure, bang, they're a championship team. I like it. So they live and die Last on the one. back. What do you got here? Kings. Kings. Well, this one's a pretty obvious one. Is it? The reigning MVP of the league and our man, Andrew Bogut. Right now, obviously having a couple of back issues... In training, missing a couple of practices here and there. A healthy Bogut makes the Kings unstoppable for me. Yeah, it's true. If he's playing 25, if he's playing 30 minutes a game well, as a healthy... Can we just hashtag Michael Allen on that one and ask him, and Vaughn Mayberry, and ask if they can allow him to play 30 minutes and well, not foul him out? That helps. I know you talk about injuries and stuff, but that definitely helps. Um, Maybe they're just trying to give him a rest. Well, then give, give this the goes kind of so, uh, coincides with my wish list for the Kings would be for Casper to play against Melbourne United every game of the year. He He'd turned, win the MVP. He, he's playing against Melbourne United. He's averaging 30-something against them, and he just goes to another level. So that's their wish list. No, it's a sneaky one, though. Mallow Trimble also is averaging around 30 points against the Sydney Kings. But the Kings have won two, and they've been blowouts. And the other one you, you're calling controversy on the foul. Yeah, that was a bullshit foul. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bullshit foul. Anyway, we're jumping over to our man, Wertho the Grinch, who's having a beautiful Christmas up in Bunbury, but he always finds something to get annoyed at. Season's greetings to you, my family. And now as we close in on the Christmas day, the topic of conversation always pops up. Should the NBL be playing on Christmas? Well, to me, we should not. We've seen the huge success of the NBA and what they've been able to do. Uh, and as Australians, we obviously love it on Boxing Day to be able to watch the NBA all day long in our couches. But as it goes for Christmas, I don't think the NBL's quite there yet. I, the NBA teams are able to fly families around on Christmas Day to make sure that everyone's still together. And B, they're probably rich enough to get away with it as players because you can pretty much buy them whatever gifts you want. As for the NBL, yes, there's some people that are played, paid well enough to be able to do so. But for majority, I think it would cause a lot of heartache within families of dads being ripped away from their families uh, and not being there on Christmas morning. To me, this is a short and sharp response. We shouldn't be able to, shouldn't play on Christmas Day. We should leave it how it is and enjoy family time because that's what it's really about. Cheers. Can anyone explain <laughs> what on earth Wertho was actually doing while he recorded this? Because some of them have sounded like he's recorded them in an aeroplane bathroom. But he was definitely either running around Bunbury looking for a last-minute Christmas gift or something there because that was definitely on the job. Well, he's the, we call him the Grinch. He's supposed to be in our Christmas, the Grinch, and he didn't seem too upset with the idea of a Christmas Day game. But I've got to agree with him. We're not there yet. We're not there for a Christmas Day game just yet. The Boxing Day open-air game is a good start. Finishes up, the people from the cricket walk over, carry on in the open-air game. But I don't think we're, we're ready for a Christmas Day game. No, I, I agree. And, and Wertho hit the nail on the head, even though I felt like there should have been violins playing in the background as, <laughs> as Wertho said that. He hit the nail on the head. that These players are not, are not paid enough 
to be able to go and be taken away from their families on Christmas. It's not just taken away from their families. Everyone wants to be together. So you've got to finance people to travel. Teams aren't going to be wanting to finance entire families to travel. And it's also the product that we have right now in terms of the NBL itself. Are people going to go to a game on Christmas Day? The NBA is different because there's so many people in one city and so many fans. Right now, and I'm just being dead honest with this, and I wish it wasn't the case, but I don't think the NBL right now, it's Boxing Day, great, fantastic. Christmas Day, even the AFL would be an interesting one if if you had a Christmas Day game. I just don't think the Australian summer Christmas is spent outdoors playing backyard cricket, that sort of stuff. That's I don't think we need to be emulated. We, we want to be one of the best leagues in the world. We don't have to emulate what the NBA do. You're right. It's been a tradition for years for NBA families and stuff to go to games. And a lot of tourists are in America for Christmas. They go to New like York. Games are at Madison game, Square Garden, MSG, Staples Center. All that kind of stuff. We, as our Australian culture, you're right. Backyard cricket or on the beach, barbies, all that kind of stuff. That's our Christmas day with our families. Hard enough as it is, the last couple of years when we had the Boxing Day game, we have training on Christmas Day. Yeah, that's which, filth. Which that is, is horrible. so filth. Even for me, where I can't get home to my family because of the Boxing Day game, which I understand. But guys like David Barlow with a family and kids and stuff, he has to wake his kids up early just for like, so they can all presents, then go to training and then come back and spend the day. What time was practice on Christmas Day? We tried to make it nine because you want it early enough. So that's where you got to come in with the hamstring injury. I go to Goldie. If it got me to the Gold Coast, it can get you well, out of a Christmas. That's day what practice. it hurts. But it hurts families. It's where those right with guys that the training with the boxing the game is annoying enough. But if you have a game, you're probably gonna have a shoot around, which you're going for that as well. And then you can't even have a Christmas meal, but with your family because you've got to play, which is tough. And you can't say, "Oh, the, the family will come to the game." They don't want to yeah, do that. <laughs> they don't watch their dad throwing no, up they, bricks all day. <laughs> Is that a shot? No, Dave Barlow doesn't throw up bricks. <laughs> I know, Dave Barlow, 3-3 three, three in his last one. He was good. Doing very well, the great man, Dave Barlow. Naughty and niceless. So we're just going to take one player, chuck him in the naughty and the nice. Or not necessarily a player, someone else. Because I have chosen, and I hate to do this because I hate anyone taking the attention of the league other than players and coaches themselves. I'm fine if a coach takes the spotlight. I don't like officials taking the spotlight, which sometimes we forcibly... Do to them oh, this via is, their this own is your bad big calls. One. This is your big one. This is my big one. So this is your coal coming in your stomach. Craig Stanaway. The New Zealand Breakers, what we believe is a New Zealand Breakers PR guy who's been acting a fool on Twitter saying in reference to journalists who spoke about an incident that happened with Matt Walsh. Yep. Now, no one knows whether there's truth to the incident or not. And whether the incident happened or not is not up for us to discuss. If they're taking this much action, then maybe it didn't happen. But to go, and I quote... To say lawyer up, buddy, to a journo when you're publicly related, related to a team, that's some serious dipshit material. Yeah, you've been pretty hot on this. I'm hot on this. I hate it. And there was multiple comments yeah. from this guy on Twitter. I hate that. If you're going to send a legal email, send it privately. Yeah. Don't go on Twitter threatening legal action against a journalist when he's just potentially doing his job. And we don't know. Maybe there's something that goes on behind the scenes here. Maybe this this was a journo just making something up to make the breakers look bad. And if it was, then yeah, rightly so. But do it. Go down the avenues of legal action. But don't get on Twitter saying "lawyer up, buddy." That's like a frat boy thing to do. Like that's a that's a my dad's a lawyer type. You're fired up. I'm fired up. And this, go yours. No, but I'm with like the fact of like people on this. Kids on Twitter, man. Oh, like, it's not about kids. Lawyer up. He, judging by these, he might tell the kids to lawyer up. That's what well. I mean. Like, it could be a 12-year-old has to go to his dad and say, I just got told to lawyer up. What does that mean? <laughs> uh, my naughty is uh, not a person as such, but it's you brought up the referees a little bit. It's flopping in general. Yes. We have a lot of talk about how 
poorly refereed some games are, the flopping doesn't help it because then it puts them into a spot where they're calling these ticky-tack little, oh, I just blew a guy over. Like yeah. it's those like the flopping needs to stop. And there's multiple people across the league. We talk about naughty. I could have put a few people in this category. But it's got to stop so that we can help. The referees, they're going to have bad games. It's going to be a troublesome thing to get right no matter what. Let's help them by eliminating that. And on the topic of flopping, the running in transition down the lane, the point guard's got the ball, you're just running the lane, and jumping in front of them is filth. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I, I am 100% with you on that one. But it's time for us to bring some positivity. And also, if people are wondering at home why there's this constant jingling sound. I'm, I got really animated with my hat there, didn't in I? In the back, yeah. It's because Sorry. I just got animated. We're wearing yeah. nice little Christmas hats. If you do want to jump on a YouTube and listen, if you are a podcast listener, then you can see us in these nice little cotton on Christmas shirts and a and if you, jingle bell hat. If you only just faintly hurt... That's yeah, there you go. Have a, little, yeah. have a little bit more for you. Nice. In the nice section, nice. we can finally be positive on something. For me, I'm giving a shout out to First Ever with the Looney Tunes jerseys. Nice. Now, we spoke on this last year... But First Ever's copped it a little bit over the years because they've tried to do things that are different. Yep. The City jerseys, fantastic. Looney Tunes jerseys, even better. I love this idea. And I spoke about how much I loved it last week, but I just hated how anyone out there, Justin Kesselman and First Ever are doing a fantastic job of doing things that are out of the box. Mm-hmm. This is a first, a world first, a cartoon characters collabing with a jersey. We need to, as, as, in, as the NBL, support this stuff. It's not for you, 40-year-old dude living in his mum's basement watching the game. <laughs> it's not for you. It's like when AFLX came out. Yeah, yeah. it's oh, for the kids, man. Call. It's for the kids. It's not for you. I don't expect you to be there with a Tweety Bird Melbourne United jersey, whoever Tweety Bird is on. I believe it's... No? No, I think it is the one that looks kind of like a SpongeBob jersey, Brisbane. which is Brisbane. Well, you don't have to wear the Tweety Bird no. jersey, but you know what? Your six-year-old daughter will love it, or your son might absolutely love it. To back this up, when I was at Melbourne United last week with Dave Barlow, Shaili, uh, both parents, they're both absolutely. I'm getting one for my kids. These yeah. are awesome. So big tick there. It's a great nice. I've got two on my nicest. Oh, one. Okay. Well, somebody just didn't go with the brief at all. Mate, it's Christmas. I don't have two things to be nice about. It's so. Christmas. Yeah, you don't. You <laughs> after your naughty list, you got to calm down a little bit. So let me have a little bit here. Uh, one is just in general Scott Machado's court vision. Which is unreal. Like yeah. As a point guard, he's the one guy you really want to play with. He finds you in the right spots. He sees gaps that aren't there. He's throwing all these ridiculous parts. There's a reason he leads the league in assists. And I'll give you some credit here. Before the league started this year, you said he is 100% locked in to lead the league in assists. 100%. That's the one thing you have been right about in the last Yeah, well, I also said Quatnoy was going to be rookie of the year. I locked that in 100%. I didn't expect Lamelo to be Jesus. <laughs> And then my other one is I want to give a little shout out to the Players Association for what they've done in collaboration with the NBL, but obviously to help, especially the development players of the league. If you're bench guys or development players, it can be tough to be a professional athlete, have to live off that. They've helped them get a little bit more money. They've helped them get paid promos, which is huge. You would have loved that back in the day. I had a convenient hamstring injury every time a promo came up anyway. <laughs> Your hammies must be real cool. Oh. Cool. But no, Jacob Holmes sense. Players Association having a terrific job really helping the guys. It's only going to get better from here. Big shout out. You're nice on my Christmas list. Yep, Jacob Holmes, definitely. He's, he's number one. He's a star on the tree for this season so far, what he has done for the Players Union. It's great always to have a player heading these things, an ex-player who he's, goes above and beyond because they know they've been in that situation. Yep. Jacob Holmes was around the league back when yeah. this stuff was needed. Yeah. So if anyone knows, it's guys like Tommy Greer, guys like Jacob Holmes. They're the guys who know when this league was struggling. Mm-hmm. When this league was booming, and Tom and all of them have been around from the booming years through the struggling years, and now to here. So I think it's fantastic. Get as many of these guys as we can get involved as possible. On that, and they do so much with the 
fans wouldn't see, but behind the scenes with players, obviously helping them prepare for when they're done with playing basketball in terms of yeah. getting jobs and stuff. But on the mental health side of things, to see people, to talk to people, they're doing a great job. Big it tip. is. And, and our man... Mark Worthington as well does a great job with mental health. Does a couple of talks in Bunbury as well coming up soon. How so many no, times have you said Bunbury in the app? I just love saying Bunbury. Is there Christmas Day races Maybe it's because we're getting towards Christmas Day and I'm thinking of Bundaberg. So I just sort of Bunbury oh. sort of goes with Bundaberg. So that I think that's why it's in the back of my mind. But anyway, let's Next. get to the NBL Christmas tree <laughs> right now. We get one gift that we can give, that we can receive from the NBL. And I've got a guy, I've got a backup Tassie here. And as much as I'm not a fan of actually traveling to Tasmania, I still think that they deserve an NBL team. No AFL team there. This could become a major, major draw card in Tasmania if they can get it right, put the funding there, get a team with some major draw cards. This could be huge for not only the NBL, but for Tasmania, giving them something finally, other than being that weird place off off the mainland, give them something to hold on to. Well, this is... The time is now. The time is now for it. Sorry, Sorry I'm, I'm just listening to the peanut gallery. We've actually got a live we studio audience live in studio this one. With, uh, <laughs> um... <laughs> But uh, you're right, though, because if it's not going to work, it's going to have to work now. Right now is when it has to work. So um, I think there's been a lot of positive steps towards it, and I hope it takes off as well. But we'll just leave the gift there. We can move on to the next one. I like that one. I'll stick with that one because mine was so outrageous. Well, we're done then. Yeah, we're done. No, we got uh, Mate, we have uh, top five turkeys. What are you doing? Oh, wow. How could I forget about the top five turkeys? Because you were struggling to think of them. That's all. This is our what has annoyed us the most. Well, this is what I said. Top five turkeys... In the NBL. Things that have been, and they yeah. could be a person, a media personality, a player, anything you choose. So, you can't have five things related to the breakers. Oh, I can't? No. Okay, well, you go first then, and I will totally rearrange my list other than entirely breakers, staff, and personnel. My number five, top five turkeys, Christmas edition. Number five, the Illawarra Hawks home fans. <laughs> they get the most away fans to games. They sell out every venue because of Lamelo, obviously. Mm-hmm. Why are we not supporting this man every time at home? This is gonna. This is one time, like throughout the season, you can be like, in four years' time, I watched the potential number one pick play in games. I was right there. The, the stadium's a nice stadium. It's small. It's cozy. You're right there. There's a strong chance you'll get to see him. Even high-five him. See, I think the issue is that everyone runs into Lamello at Chico's around the corner yeah. anyway. So when you see him there... But it's annoying you know, me. Need to go it's to annoying game. me seeing how many fans are at every other venue but the Hawks. It's a good Hawks point. fans, get out to their games. It's a great point. It's very valid on your turkey list. Valid. <laughs> All right, you're up. What's number five? Number five for me is Wildcats fans. And I'm harping on something at Harp because Harpy is the yeah. guy that comes at me on Twitter. I was going to have this Consistently, yeah. Wildcats fans, we get it. Your team's great. Don't consistently think that we are putting you guys down. Again, and it's annoyed me for years. I've spoken highly of the Wildcats, yet I consistently get told that I hate the Wildcats for some reason. But we, I do not. I love we the Wildcats. Do hate, we hate the Wildcats. I think Wildcats that they're going to win the championship. We hate them because of what they have done and what they continue you to hate them. to be. I don't. I love the Wildcats. No, but you, I cannot say that enough. Yeah. It's still be hounded on Twitter for not liking the but Wildcats. you're right. It's the fans that think, oh my God, everybody hates us. They give us no respect. No, no, no. You're that good. You've warranted the hate. Like This is, it's endearing. Yeah, it's like the it's the Warriors mentality. It is. It's us against the world. It's endearing. Take it. I like it. Number four. Me or you? No, you go. Oh. It's your world, Pete. I'm living in it. My top four turkey, a Canberra team. No, thanks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've been... just lifted up Tasmania. You're going to throw Canberra to the dogs? Everybody comes on with Tassie. And I agree with Tassie and stuff. And then a couple comments I've seen is like, yeah, next we're getting Canberra. Mm. Have you been to Canberra? Yeah, come on now. Well, shout out to Hammy Goodman, one of our sports bet family here, who's actually in Canberra at the moment for his Christmas. Canberra native. 
Well, he p- might agree with us. <laughs> he might agree with us. <laughs> so, so no, no love for the cannons. Not yet. Not right now. As they need to prove. Look, they've had some success when the games go to Illawarra. When yeah. it's the Illawarra versus uh, Sydney. No, who do they? Adelaide, I believe they play in Canberra. They played Brisbane there. One they played time Brisbane there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think they mix it up. But yeah. Illawarra make an effort, yeah. which is maybe the writing's on the wall there for Illawarra to move. I don't mind, but I, right now, yeah, I'm I'm not okay with it. Yours? Well, number four for me is <laughs> replay <laughs> yeah. screens. We've done this again. Oh. Bunnings, if you if somebody can get Bunnings player of the game, there is sponsorship involved. You got the same thing. Oh, that's my next one. <laughs> maybe we swivel monitors. Swivel monitors. Oh. We saw. You know I many, saw one. You know how many NBL staff I'm sure will be getting Bunnings gifts gift vouchers for Christmas. I hope how so. How much is a swivel? Like $4 max? Nah, probably. Yeah, it's probably, like, it's probably like $19. It's probably I saw one. You say this, after yeah. the first time we put it in one of our podcasts, I saw one up in Cairns. Vaughn Mabry went over there. Shocker. Yeah, what are the chances? Turned it. Didn't have to go around the bench. And I was like, oh, we've made a change. They listened to our podcast and made a change. And then I saw last week calling the game over in Perth, walking all the way around both benches, taking 30 seconds to get there to screen. Who would have thought the Wildcats would be the ones dragging their feet on this? And the league sponsor, if you do want to go to Bunnings, they'll beat any price you can find by 10% as well. So and you're you going to go snag. for a swivel monitor. And, and you get snag. a snag. Are you got to pay for the snag. Um, that was and my number three. You took it. We need swivel monitor. It's not hard. It doesn't even have to be a swivel monitor. They look good, like the NBA. Use a laptop instead of a giant screen. Yeah, just something to pick move. Pick it up. Even just pick it up. It's so simple. Oh, it saves time. Okay, well, am I going to my number three now? Well, you have to because you took you mine. You shut the bed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number three, Dane Pinot. Uh-oh. Now, I don't want to roast my good mate here. Most improved player in the league. Most improved player in the league. Yeah. But Dane... Oh, down the barrel. For so long, I've thought this, and finally I'm going to have a chance to say it. I probably should have said it privately. Ooh. But you're 25 years old now and you're still wearing a goddamn sweatband. And it's not just a normal sweatband. It is an incredibly thick sweatband <laughs> on the wrist that looks terrible. Cut it. Your dad never played with one and neither should you. Look, I don't want to say too much on this. I think you did it very well, but I don't even see him use it to wipe your sweat He off. doesn't use it at all. So he uses it for absolutely no tactical it, it, purpose. Except to be most improved player of the league. Stick with it, Dana. You're doing real well, mate. <laughs> all right, number two, the unsportsmanlike foul rule. Oh, nothing annoys me more. Well, obviously something does because I've... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, nothing annoys you more, then we should skip to number one. Can't handle it. And it's not like the league's fault. It's the rule. It's the FIBA rule. It needs to change, especially in close games down the stretch. Something has to change. You should be able to foul to try and win the game. It happened the, uh, a couple weeks ago with the Cairns Taipans against Perth. They didn't know how to foul properly. They didn't try. Bryce hits a layup. The game was over. It ruins. It ruins, ruins great it. finishes. Something great finishes has that to we've change. Had for years ruined. And I know it's not. It's out of the league's control. But something at the unsportsmanlike point fair has to change. But is it out of the league's control? Because the NBA's made its own rules. We can go Are against there? FIBA there and make our own rules. Are we there yet? Four point line. Okay. Six point line. Half, Half court's ten. No, <laughs> okay. It wouldn't go that far. But it, yeah, you get what I'm saying. We can adjust rules in that sense. It, it might have to just for the sake of. It might take a lot of pressure off the referees. I think they need it. And the NBL's proven itself. You look at and, and this is a small example. The Looney Tunes jerseys, the next stars, they like to be world leaders in these sort of if there was, If there was the rule change and all you had to do, especially, I'm talking about a situation when you need a foul to win a game, little like a little touch as the NBA do, you put your hand up. That's what I'm saying. It also, you wouldn't need a swivel monitor. I like it. And when I told you to go first and then I would rub all five spots off the breakers, I've left one. The breakers assistant coach, Modi Mayur, or however you pronounce this, Jumping up and down, screaming the entire game. And if you're at the games, you can hear it. Now, that's not the worst thing that's going on with the breakers. And maybe it is just passion. But the incessant screaming, screaming at the official, standing up there like he's a head coach, I hate. He does actually probably get more screen time and more standing up time. He gets more screen time than Dan Shamir. 
But I like him. I oh. think he's a character. Oh. I, I think he's funny. Man. If Trust, you, I reckon you two get along. If you take it as humorous rather than fully like, oh, assistant coach should be just on like a laptop or an iPad or Like whatever. a Mike Kelly or a Simon Mitchell, you know, just Back stay relaxed, stay cool. He brings something. And look at him now, they're winning games. He brings something in it. The Breakers? No, Mike Kelly and <laughs> Simon Mitchell. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> okay, number one, my top five most annoying thing of the year. Monday night games that aren't public holiday related. They got to go. No. No, they got to go. They don't getting, they're not getting good crowd. Unless it's a public holiday on a Tuesday or a special holiday for Good the ratings game. on TV. But People the, sit there and watch on a Monday but night. But no one goes to the games is my point. Mm. Yeah, I'm, they will get good because everyone's sitting at home. It depends what's more important. <laughs> yeah, well, that, it makes sense. So who gets who wins there? The NBL wins with viewership. The clubs lose with ticket sales. The, the main one is the Hawks. The Hawks had three of them in Illawarra, and that might be half the reason why people didn't go out because it's a Monday night game. Kids have school. People have work. It's tough. It makes sense. If you are going to have a Monday game, you'd, you'd almost need to have it at like 6 p.m., but then it's too hard with work and yeah. traffic. Yeah, it, and it is a, a tough one. Unless it's a blockbuster. So you could potentially have like a Melbourne-Sydney-type Blockbuster. You gave me tier one games, but not an Illawarra game. Right. So I'm not I'm not fond of the Monday night games. Monday. 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 Was that your number one? That was, yeah. That's your number one. So we have one left to go. And again. Please make it a good one. I'm throwing a good friend onto the fire. My number one is Cam Luke. And it's not because of Cam Luke. Cardigan Cam. Cardigan Cam. It's not Cam Luke, it's because of what he stands for and what he hosts. NBL overtime, which is no better than state sponsored propaganda. This is a league-owned show, <laughs> a league-owned show run by the league. Now, we've seen this in other countries and it never ends well, this propaganda stuff. League-owned, they're not going to say anything against the league. They're not going to give you any controversial opinions. So why is it so publicly broadcast? Merry Christmas. Yo, someone who's employed by the NBL, you don't want to touch that, did you? <laughs> I didn't think you were going to go there. I thought you were talking about uh, Cam Lucas' his cardigan. Cardigan no, no, no. Cam, uh, Cam, uh, Cam Luke, I could, I could find individual things about Cam Luke to fill this entire list. Yeah, but I, I also too. love the guy, so I'm not going to throw him on the bus the like that. Well. But tune into Trash Talk and don't listen to that state-sponsored propaganda. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope you have a Merry great Christmas, day. Merry Christmas, and hopefully Pete still has his job in the new year after I've thrown him under the bus there. Have a great Christmas. Enjoy the family time. All the best. Thanks, Peanut Gallery. Peanut Gallery.